which what the fuck who is that bitch i don't know her i don't like her and i'm glad she's dead hey love so welcome to an episode of sit like a lady podcast with me your host camilla testing testing one two three i am ready to record one two welcome my shoe one two three four hi everybody welcome back to another episode of sit like a lady podcast oh my gosh thank you so much for joining me for episode uh seven i think we're at hold on yes episode seven thank you for joining me i'm really excited um okay i have a confession to make i became no what's the word i'm usually not someone who leaves things for last minute like that stresses me to my core but I release episodes um, Monday, like midnight. So Sunday at midnight. And it's Sunday and it's like 8 or 9 p.m. right now. And I'm freaking out because I just sat down. I started recording. I don't know why I let the week like fly by and like not do this podcast episode. What the fuck is wrong with me? So I'm hoping I could just record right now, edit as I go, and then hopefully I'll schedule everything and get everything ready for tomorrow. This is the only time you guys will catch me slipping, okay? I promise. Because I'm usually not like this. I'm really good with um with time management and planning things out. And I hate leaving things for last minute. But I guess it's been a pretty hectic week. I don't even know what the fuck I did. Um, Here I go again. Not even introducing myself. I am so sorry. I just get way too excited. But welcome back, everybody, to an ep- another episode of Sit Like a Lady podcast with me, your host, as you heard in the intro, Camilla. Um, once again, thank you for joining me. I'm really excited for today's episode. I'm kind of stressing, but that's okay. Um, all right. So let's kick it off with an autocorrect. I don't know if I have. Let me check my notes. Um, oh, the only thing that I noticed is that I was saying how I'm going to keep the episode short and short and sweet and nice and 20 minutes. And it wasn't, um, the episode wasn't as short and sweet as I planned, but I still got it under an hour. So you got to give me that, of course. Um, I like, I was talking to my fr- a friend of mine that listens to the podcast and I asked her if she prefers 20 minute episodes or 50 minute episodes. And she just said, you know what? Like, don't force it. Just talk and say what you want to say. And if it's at 20 minutes, then it's 20 minutes. And if it's 50 minutes, it's 50 minutes. So you know what? I'm going to go with that. I'm not going to try to rush anything. And I'm also not going to try to stretch anything out. So whatever time the episodes are moving forward, that's what they're going to be. Um, I'm Usually I, I keep them between 20 to, to 40. So just to not bore you guys. But that's what it's going to be. I'm not going to set my time because I feel like that stresses me out because then I, then I have to stay in that window and it limits me. And sometimes I want to say more. Then I'm like, no, but it doesn't fit in the 20 minutes. And then sometimes I just fill it with like stupid things. And then I'm just like, well, that didn't have to be said. So I'm just going to say what I have to say. I'm going to, I'm going to say what I have to say. And then I'm going to go home, whatever, whatever time it is, that's what time it's going to be. Okay. And also I was trying to say, and I had like a stroke last episode. Cause I'm like local, local something for therapy. I was trying to say local community centers. Some of them do offer free or discounted counseling. Um, I don't know why I said community organizations. What the fuck is that? I don't know what I was on, but I was trying to say local community centers that will offer, um, either discounted or free counseling if you live in that community or that. So 
now that I have corrected myself from last week, let's get into the ketchup, the ketchup and mustard of the sandwich that is this podcast. And I also need to learn how to stop singing with a microphone on my face. Um... (laughs) So what did I do this week? Clearly, I was fucking busy if I left this episode for the last hour, um, hour of the day. But let's see. I, You know what I was doing? I was watching The Queen's Gambit. That's on Netflix. This is not sponsored at all, but it was an excellent show. I was hooked. I was intrigued the whole way through. They had me from start to finish. I did not get bored. It even though I, this is what gets me though. When I heard one of my friends recommended the show to me and I was like, uh, that sounds boring as fuck. Like this girl who plays chess. Like, I don't even, I don't even know how to play chess. It's never interested me. I don't even know the rules of chess. So I'm like, uh, I don't want to watch that. Like, I don't understand what they're doing. So why would I watch that? Then I watched it. Oh my God. It's excellent. It's incredible. It's so well done. It's just, it's really, really well done. I loved it. I I love the camera angles in that show. And the set, whoever did set design, costume design, deserves a huge raise. You know what? I'm going to search it up and give them credits next episode on autocorrect because that was incredible. I felt like I was in in the 50s and 60s. Like they did an amazing job at everything every little detail like the pill bottles the prescription written on them looks like it was written like on a typewriter like it wasn't printed on a computer the magazines if you look at when she picks up the chess magazine the magazines around her has like news that was actually happening back then in the 60s it was so incredibly well done I was so happy with it I think the ending was super satisfactory like all my questions were answered I just felt like it was a great short series. Good on Netflix. I also heard, I was listening to the radio and I heard that it's been Netflix's number one show. I think it was um, 60 something, 64, 62 million people in the first few weeks, which is huge. That's that's a lot of fucking people. That's a lot of people if you think about it. And also apparently chess sets everywhere are like sold out. Um, my brother bought one after watching the show. We're waiting for it to arrive. We got it on Amazon. Um, so chess sets everywhere are sold out. Chess sales went up 1000% or 1000%, I think. Uh, nobody prepared for this. Like every year at Christmas, you try to guess what the big seller of toy is going to be. Like what's going to be the huge selling toy that the toy stores have to stock up on that all the kids are going to want. And who the fuck would have thought that in 20 2020 it was gonna be a chess set what that's so cool to me it's it's so cool and the actress i forget her name i'll autocorrect it the actress did an incredible job she was insanely talented she is insanely talented the character itself of elizabeth um what's her name elizabeth Harmon. what i love her i also read somewhere that the character was written as if she were a man that's why it's so different I think as well, like if you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. Like she's pretty distant. She's pretty cold. She just comes in, she does her game and she gets out 
all she cares about is the sport of course you show her like um caring about her fashion like once she wins that first 100 dollars, like she buys those cute shoes and those cute dresses that all the other girls at school have and like you show her like it shows her kind of have like crushes and stuff but even when she's like sleeping with these guys she doesn't really like care like there's not like they always write women after like having sex with a guy to have like this huge passion and emotion and like want to do pillow talk and all this stuff and she's not written like that at all like even when she was having sex with one of these guys and he's like should i stay here or should i go to my room she's like whatever like whatever you want i love that power move but that kind of segues into today's episode i should have done that at the end but <laughs> i'll say the segue after but yeah i love the show it was amazing um i tried to google how to play chess and then i saw how complicated the rules were and i'm like you know what Never mind. But my dad and my brother know how to play. So they've been playing crazy all week because they just finished the series and they're obsessed. My brother's downstairs playing right now. But I don't really think it's the the game for me. I don't know. It seems a little crazy. I might try to learn. He wants to teach me. I might sit down and try to learn. But I don't know. It seems really, really complicated. But on the show, it's so beautiful. Like when they play, I was so mesmerized. Like I could not take my eyes away from the screen. It looked like the pieces were like dancing. Like it looked beautiful like I didn't know the game of chess was so beautiful I knew it was really classy like for me if I go into someone's house and they have like chess a chess board as like decor holy fuck they're classy to me all of a sudden like classy okay love you have great taste especially if it's like one of those crystal like glass boards where the pieces like some of them are kind of like frosted and some of them are clear glass holy fuck okay that to me is the (laughs) the epitome of classiness okay i want to have a chessboard as decor i tried to find one on amazon on amazon (laughs) i tried to find one on amazon like a crystal clear one so i can put in my room just you know just to flex like you know if someone comes in they're like you know how to play chess i'm like do I know how to play chess? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> but I wanted to get one and I searched on Amazon. Um, excuse me. No one told me they were expensive and they were also sold out. So what the fuck? I, I, if you're listening to this and you want to get me a gift, a chessboard would be much appreciated. I would not use it, but they look really pretty. I really like them. Um, so enough about that. That was not sponsored at all. Not sponsored by the Queen's Gambit. I just think it was a really excellent, really, really well done show. One of Netflix's best, of course, we all know that Netflix's best series is Haunting of Hill House. That is not a competition with any other show. They will never beat the Haunting of Hill House. That show is a masterpiece in like from beginning to end. That show is just incredibly well done. It's beautiful. Episode five don't even get me started that show is incredible i don't think netflix will ever beat that show but the queen's gambit comes in a close second and that's a big statement but um i mean they deserve it all right moving on uh what else have i done um not really anything i started christmas shopping i want to get that out of the way um just so i don't stress about it last minute and like i said in the last episode i'm pretty sure we're going to lockdown any second now so i just want to get that out of the way out of the way I don't want to think about it I don't want to think about it okay Christmas is like three or four weeks ago away and I'm not ready I'm not ready for it at all okay there's too much there's too much to be done but it's fast approaching and that's kind of exciting but it's also kind of scary because how the fuck is it December already or today is the 29th but how is it (sighs) I'm still in March okay I'm still in March March of 2021 is gonna happen and I'm gonna be like what the fuck this year has been crazy i was my friend was over last night and we were making nachos and we were just talking about this year and then i'm like this year has been 
the year of loss, like there's been like, not just with death, there's been a lot of death this year, but just the year of loss, like businesses closing down, people losing their jobs, people losing family members, people losing like their sanity, um, just people losing hope, losing happiness. Just it's, it's a year of loss. I think there's been a lot of loss this year and it's been heavy for everybody. So we can only hope for the best next year. Obviously everything is still kind of like up in the air. Everything's kind of unknown, but you know what? All we can do is hope and pray. And I hope next year is 10 times better than this year. This year was a kick in the balls, but you know, we're almost done and hopefully all right enough blabber mouth um so like i said earlier uh what i was talking about the queen's gambit is how they wrote her character to be um very less emotional very um distant from her emotions she was written to she was written like a male character um with male characteristics and everything and that segues almost perfectly into today's episode which is about calling people too sensitive and kind of calling women too sensitive okay let's get into it i have personal experiences with this so that's why i'm talking about it and i am excited i got some juicy well not really i got some juicy personal stories to share with you guys so stay tuned for that all right buckle in but before we do that i am gonna hit you guys with a super quick disclaimer as per usual i need to stop singing i'm gonna put up a sign in front of my mic and say don't fucking sing because every week I regret it. I'm like, why am I doing this to you guys? All right, quick disclaimer. So similar to last week's episode, um, today I slightly touch on emotional abuse and some gaslighting as well. And please note that throughout this episode, I am not, I'm not referring to a highly sensitive person. Um, this is also known as an HSP. If you didn't know, um, that is more of like a sensory trait and the scientific term is actually SPS, sensory processing sensitivity. Um, So I'm not talking about that today. That is something completely different. Um, If you're interested in learning more about this, I'll leave an informational article, um, an article linked down below in the description or is it up above? I don't fucking know. Depends on where you're listening. But I'll leave an article link um, in the description because I didn't really know about this. And while I was doing research on this topic i kind of found that out so i'm not talking about that today okay um this episode is more about expressing emotions and about how people who are described as too sensitive um, when it comes to their feelings and how that affects them i am also basing this off personal experiences and as always you guys already know i am not a professional in any way shape or form i'm not a counselor i'm not a psychologist i'm not a therapist or anything like that i am not an expert on this topic i'm only speaking on my opinions my personal experiences and what i have read from doing slight very very minimal research on the topic but what i've read all right let's get into it okay so let me ask you guys this um have you ever cried during a simple argument or discussion have you ever been called too sensitive do you feel like you can't express your emotions anymore well ladies and gentlemen listen up because this episode is for you join me in my journey to accepting my my emotions and embracing them um but before we want we start i just wanted to give a big fuck you just to start just a quick starter just a big fuck you to anyone who has ever called me um overly sensitive or too sensitive if you're listening for whatever fucking reason well you know who you are <coughs> cough <coughs> my ex <coughs> my ex friends <coughs> my high school marketing teacher <coughs> my high school friends <coughs> Oh my God, I just have a tickle in my throat. Excuse me. Um, But okay, so just wanted to start with that. So first of all, let me get this straight. 
I want to start off hot and heavy. First of all, no one can be too sensitive. Of course, there's um, the people that I mentioned early, the eight, an HSP person, of course, that's a sensory trait, so they can technically be too sensitive. But I'm saying the saying of like, you're too sensitive. What the fuck does that even mean? Like, what does that sentence even mean? What qualifies a person as quote unquote too sensitive? Like what? Just because I express my emotions instead of suppressing them like other people do. And these people will suppress their emotions to seem tough or to seem cold. And you know what? Let me be clear about this. I don't know who needs to hear this, but pretending you're heartless with no emotions is not a personality trait okay babe pretending that you're cold and heartless and like I don't yeah I don't cry yeah like I don't even know what that feels like that's not a personality trait sweetheart and um it's not cute I just wanted to say that (laughs) okay I'm kidding that came off kind of aggressive why am I a fucking hypocrite I'm like we all express emotions differently and then I'm like but but not expressing them is not a personality trait like okay Express your emotions how you want to, but just because somebody expresses them differently than you does not make them too sensitive and does not make them overly sensitive. And in all seriousness, everyone expect like like I said, everyone expresses their emotions differently. For example, I express happiness with tears. When I'm over the moon happy, I will start to cry. And they are not tears of sadness. They are not tears of frustration. They are not angry tears. They are genuine happy tears. Like when I get really happy, I cry. When I get really scared, I cry. Um, When I get frustrated, I cry. Like for me, crying has never been a sign of sadness. For me, crying has been like, that's just a way that I express my emotions. So if you see me crying, you don't have to guess. I'm either sad, I'm happy, I'm fearful, I'm I'm frustrated, I'm all the above. So for me, crying has never been a sign of weakness or sadness. For me, crying has just been the way I express my emotions. Like if I'm over the moon, I will literally cry tears of happiness. If I'm extremely sad, of course, I will cry tears of sadness. That's why like... I don't understand. And just because I express my, like, I can express happiness in tears, but the next person will express happiness with, like, a simple smile. But my way of expressing happiness is seen as overly sensitive by everybody else. What? How does that even make sense? Like, who came up with the concept of tears being, like, that tears are a sign of weakness? Who came up with that? Like, that sounds like bullshit. That doesn't make sense to me. And, like, Actually, you know what? It's not just tears. I think expressing any emotion, like expressing any emotion, you could be so excited or you could like, and like jumping and being giddy and that scene as weak. It's like, oh, what the fuck? She's a little too excited or he's a little too excited. Why? Why can't we express these things? Why can't we feel the way we feel or like show people that we're feeling this way? It doesn't make sense to me. And I think that's mostly, um, I think that's mostly for men, to be honest. Um, they're honestly taught to suppress their emotions from like a super young age. And women, on the other hand, are kind of taught to like embrace and like they're encouraged to show emotions. However, that's the problem. That's a really big problem. That's why we're seen as quote unquote, the weaker sex, like just because of this, like not just because of this reason, but this plays a big role on it. Like I remember I watched this um, YouTube video of this guy. Um, this happened in 2016 when Hillary and Trump were running for president and this guy was going around the street um, interviewing Trump supporters and he goes up to this woman and he's like, what do you think about a woman president? And she's like, uh-uh, women are way too emotional. Like their hormones, they can start a war like that. And then the guy goes like, okay, but haven't all wars been started by men? And she just looks at him and she's like, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shut the fuck up. Like, I don't know why women are seen as these emotional, incapable creatures that let their emotions take over when we have the same emotions. We're all human. Like, I don't understand where that came from. I don't understand who started that. Like, who the fuck started that? I don't get it. But like, for example, apparently, like, because of that, women can't make decisions because they will let their emotions lead and they'll get in the way. But okay, this statement, would it be said if we were raised the same way that little boys and men are raised? No, that statement wouldn't apply anymore because if we were raised equally, then we would have the same control or the same, um, what am I trying to say? Like we would have the same control and we would express our emotions the same way as men and we wouldn't be seen as the weaker, more emotional sex if that were the case. But that's not the case. We're raised differently. And a small example that I came up with on how, like, you could be like, how how were you raised differently? Weren't you raised with, like, with your parents? It's just how your parents are raised. Ah, ah, ah. Shut the fuck up. I'm about to prove you wrong. Um, like, the fact that, like, it's so normalized um, as kids. Like, when we're children, little girls are given baby dolls, okay? Like, we're given dolls that look like babies. And when they're, quote, unquote, hungry, they cry. And, like, they, get, they throw a fit. Like, they're like little baby dolls and from a young age it's supposed to awaken our motherly instincts and make us feel like empathetic when the baby doll cries we're meant to take care of it and this will develop our quote-unquote sensitive side however on the other hand little boys are given superheroes as kids they're not given baby dolls to take care of they're not given baby dolls that they have to feed the bottle to and you know kind of um, embrace their emotional side. No, no, no. They're given superheroes that can defeat anybody. They have amazing human strength. They have superpowers. Nothing will tear them down. They defeat every human, every, every type of living creature. They go on top. They are strong. They are cold and boom, that's where the seed is planted. That's where it starts. Little girls are forced to awaken their emotions and their motherly instincts. Boys are never raised to awaken their fatherly instincts. Uh, uh, Nuh-uh-uh. They have never been taught that. Girls are taught to awaken their motherly ones, but boys are taught to be strong and restrain from showing any signs of weakness, just like these superheroes. And I came up with that example on my own. So for me, like I have a few personal examples, actually, of course, yes, I am an emotional bitch. I will admit that I like to feel my emotions in every way. I don't like to suppress my emotions. I would do that when I was younger and I don't like it. I feel like for me, it builds up inside and I just develop all this anger and animosity and I just get very upset when I don't let myself feel emotions. So honestly, now I think it's really important to allow myself to feel things. It's a part of life. You know, I think everyone should do this. We're all human. We all have feelings for a reason. It's something we need to accept and it's something we need to allow. Like let your emotions show. It's fine. When I'm happy, I will literally jump up and down and like scream. Like I'm happy. I'm a happy person. I want to show everybody I'm happy. Um, if I'm sad, I will cry and I will sob and I will rock back and forth. Let yourself feel these things because once the emotion passes, that's it the emotion passes. You don't have like it's not suppressed. You're not keeping it inside. Once the emotion is gone, it's gone. And you can move on to the next one. And that's the beauty of it. That's why I'm such an emotional person because I let myself feel these things. Okay? Like someone breaks up with me, I will cry that whole week. And then guess what? After the week, I'm good. I'm good. I'm cured. I'm cured, ladies and gentlemen. I swear, you have to let yourself feel things. That is why we have feelings. You think you think feelings were created to be suppressed and like 
kept deep down in your guts and like kept deep down inside you no that like that will age you that will make you into a bitter person that will make you like just be so negative and hate everything because you have all this sadness and all this frustration and all this anger inside of you when you could have already let it out and moved on no you're keeping it inside you know what i'm saying i sound like a preacher i need to chill anyways moving on what was i about to say me being this way has caused some people that were in my life, <clears throat> hence the past tense, they are no longer in my life for a reason. Um, and that big reason is not accepting who I am. But this has caused these people to think that it's okay to minimize my emotions and minimize me as a person solely based on the fact that I express my emotions differently. Um, also, if you're constantly hearing things from people in your life, like if you constantly hear someone say, you're too sensitive, like you're overly sensitive, blah, blah, blah. You start to question it. You start to kind of believe it. You start to think, oh shit, was that like, did I overreact? You start to question whether or not it may or what may or not be true. Um, like once someone starts labeling you and accusing you as being too sensitive, you immediately start to overthink and question all your, all your actions, all your actions. I don't know why the Southern accent comes out every now and then I need to chill, but you start to like question all your end act. Am I having another stroke? You start to questions. What? You start to question all your actions. There you go. Jeez Louise, what the fuck was that? Um, it's truly, I personally think it's truly a form of manipulation that makes someone question their reality. Similar to last week's episode on gaslighting. I think it's I think it's very similar to that. So let me tell you guys some examples. So for me, uh, my ex, uh, I dated him for quite a while, too long actually. Um, he never wanted to talk to me. <laughs> He never wanted to talk to me. Like we were in a relationship and he never wanted to talk to me. He would always tell me to be quiet, but he never wanted to have discussions about our relationship or have any discussion whatsoever, actually, because he said, I get too sensitive and I don't get his jokes and I don't get what he's trying to say. Huh? Just be what? What the fuck does that even mean? And I'm too sensitive to have conversations with. And he always told me to shush and to just be normal and whatever. And like sometimes when I would get really excited in public or whatever, he would just be like, shut up, like be normal. Like there's people around you. Why don't how I have a better idea. How about you shut up? And get the fuck out of my face. I swear to God, I don't know why I put up with the with the emotional abuse for so long. But yeah, he never wanted to have a conversation with me because I was quote unquote too sensitive and what the fuck and that really damaged my perception of myself because I started to question everything and I was like shit maybe I am too sensitive like he's just trying to talk and sometimes he'll say something that I really like makes me really happy and I'll cry tears of joy or something that's very frustrating and I'll start to cry in, a, in an argument they're not tears of sadness it's just the way I express myself and then I started to overthink I'm like fuck I am too sensitive like I need to stop showing so many emotions so guess what I stopped showing emotions in the relationship. I became like a robot. I really did. I didn't. I became a, like another version of myself that I did not like. It was a watered down version, which is kind of relates to what we talked about last week. I became a watered down version of myself, which what the fuck? Who is that bitch? I don't know her. I don't like her. And I'm glad she's dead. Um, that's just a little example. Like he just didn't want to have any discussion with me because I said he said that I react too sensitively and that I don't really understand his jokes. And it's like, no, sweetie, they're not jokes. You're just an asshole. 
that was kind of cold. And I had another friend. Uh, this person is not in my life anymore either for this almost exact reason. Um, she always had to put in her fucking two cents and say that I'm overly sensitive. Camilla, you're overly sensitive. Shut Oh my God, not my family screaming in the background again. I am so sorry, everybody, if you can hear that. They really be crazy. Okay. Um, but yeah, I remember once we were out to sushi with a few other friends and we were talking about like relationships and I was single at the time, I believe, or I was like kind of seeing someone at the time, whatever. We were talking about relationships and I don't know how this came to be, but she takes it upon herself in front of the whole table to say, yeah, but like, Camilla, you're like too sensitive. That's why. I think that's why she said that I was single. She's like, that's why. And I'm like, what? And I was so in shock that I just sat there and ate my food. I just sat there and ate my food. It ruined my mood for the rest of the evening. It made me question everything. And I'm like, is this why I'm single? Like, I'm too sensitive? What? And she would say this all the time. Like, it wasn't just that. But that night, I remember very vividly because it really did ruin my mood. But she would say it all the time. She'd just be like, yeah, but like, you're just too sensitive. You're just overly sensitive. Like, not like me. Like, I'm so cold and like, I don't even feel anything. And you're just too sensitive. Okay. And what so? Like, that really stuck with me when it shouldn't have. And it was just those two little words, too sensitive, that made me overthink everything because I'm sitting here overthinking all my actions. I'm sitting here thinking the way I react to things like, should I not react this way? And uh-uh, bitch, I, this is why they're no longer in my life. Fuck you. I will act the way I want to and I will feel the way I want to. I'm not going to apologize for the way that I'm feeling. And I'm also not going to apologize for the way I express myself. Okay. Okay. I'm glad we cleared that up. So the topic usually actually always goes hand in hand with last week's topic. Like I said, calling someone too sensitive is, to me, it's undoubtedly a form of gaslighting as well. Basically, people say this to others when they have done something that isn't right or say something rude. And when they don't get the laughing reaction that they were aiming for, they say, you're just too sensitive. Take a joke. And that's not the case whatsoever. It just like, bitch. How about we don't depend on disrespecting people as a form of comedy? How about we do that? That's how you know you aren't funny, when you depend on putting people down to get laughs. That's when you know you have no sense of humor. You are not the life of the party. I'm pretty sure nobody wants to talk to you. <laughs> like, have you ever heard of a knock-knock joke, sweetie? No? Well, let me introduce you because they're much more effective than what you're doing. Okay. If you use um, other people's insecurities or you put them down because of how they express themselves, how they look, how like anything, anything to do with their personality, if you put someone down because of who they are, you're not funny and you're going to have to let that go because that's extremely immature and it can really damage people's self-esteem and their mental health and their perception of reality. So how about we stop fucking doing that? Okay. Thank you. Um, I got really aggressive. This episode is so passive aggressive, Jesus. But I did read a few articles about this topic and I read one that caught me. I'm going to put the links to the ones I've read um, in the description down below, up above, in the middle, wherever the fuck it is. Um, but one I did read on repeller.com which really caught my eye. It was a great read, really well written. Jesus, they used the thesaurus for sure. But um, it's stated that calling someone too sensitive will 
always be an insult. So why the fuck do people still do it? Clearly, this is a universal thing. We all know that it's an insult. We all know that it's rude. And I have just debunked it to be a false statement. No one can be too sensitive. No one can be too sensitive. Just because we all show our emotions in a different way doesn't make one person better than the other, one person stronger than the other, one person weaker than the other. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, please, let's just move on. Let's not do that anymore. Let's not call people too sensitive, okay? By saying this, it's actually an attempt to dismiss the other person's feelings, basically. Like saying, oh, your feelings are invalid because you're too sensitive, so they aren't normal feelings. It's like, oh, you're hurt about this? Yeah, but you're so sensitive that it doesn't count. Like, you're hurt over everything. What? Like, it just drives me insane. And once again, we saw it last week. It isn't the person's fault for being disrespectful. No, apparently it's your fault for feeling the way you're feeling. The person is never wrong. You're the one who's wrong. Like, why is this such a recurring thing with toxic people? It's so sad. And it like as someone who's been a victim of this and has been called too sensitive by many people, not just those two examples I gave my ex, people I used to be friends with, some of my teachers. I think I had a boss once, like a boss at a company like I was working for call me too sensitive because I was like crying when a customer yelled at me. And what the fuck? You should not be calling people too sensitive. As someone who's been a victim of that, I will tell you that it actually messes with their self-esteem. It really, really does. I sit there and overthink everything and I say, I shouldn't have acted this way. I shouldn't have cried. I should have done this instead. I should have done it in private. It just makes me replay the scenario in my head a million times. And that is just the path to destruction. And you don't want to put anybody on that path. So we're going to have to stop calling people too sensitive okay um sensitivity emotions feelings all of that are positive things it can be beautiful it could be wonderful it could be such an amazing thing to experience you can experience excitement you can experience like all these beautiful emotions happiness love like everything but we're taught to suppress them and that showing them is making you too sensitive and like but blaming someone for being too sensitive and for embracing these emotions tur- is turning something positive. Like it's turning a positive trait because it is a very positive thing to embrace your emotions. It's turning a positive trait into a defect. It's making you feel like you're not good enough or you're not like everybody else. You're not normal. It's turning something positive into something negative. And it's kind of painting them as a weak little victim, which ill, please. I hate that. No, please don't do that. Like, why are we painting people as victims just because they are not like you or just because they're different? That don't, that don't really make a lot of sense. This article even goes as far as to say that calling someone overly sensitive is, and I quote, one of the most pointed and destructive insults you can hurl, which of course gives it so much power. And I definitely agree. This insult gives you, gives the person saying it a ridiculous amount of power because essentially they're putting this other person down. They're putting them below them. Like, huh? I hate it. I hate it. Boycott calling people too sensitive. I don't like it. What's I don't like it in the slightest. Of course I keep like, I don't want to keep repeating myself and go like, but like I said, I have been on the short side of this stick, the short end of this stick and it's not fun. And it kind of makes you feel like an outsider and it makes you feel like you're doing something wrong and it makes you feel like you need to hide alone and, and feel your emotions alone. 
which is not the case. You do not have to do that. And if someone in your life is claiming that you're quote unquote too sensitive, if somebody calls you too sensitive, honestly, they're not worth it. If they, if anybody in your life, it's not just calling you too sensitive. If anybody in your life makes you feel out of place, makes you feel unappreciated appreciated, and makes you kind of overthink and um, kind of like morphs your perception of reality. Yeah, they ain't worth it, babe. They ain't worth it. Okay? They ain't worth it, mama. We're going to have to let that person go. Here are some scissors. Snip, snip, cut, cut. They're done. But yeah, I think that kind of ends today's rant. Um, I This was a very passive-aggressive episode. I am so sorry, but clearly I have some unresolved feelings towards this topic. I think it's just with like all the experience that I've had and like just so many people trying to put me down and trying to minimize me. For what, too? Just because I let a tear down? Huh? Like, I think everyone should be allowed to cry. And I think, I let me give you guys some homework. Okay. How about this week? Um, everyone like, just let, like, let yourself feel your emotions. If you're going through a difficult time, stop putting on a happy face, feel your emotions, let yourself feel these things. And I'm like, trust me, it will like, it will pass. It really will. Once you feel it. And there's no timeline. I'm not saying like you, if you feel it for an hour, you'll be cured. No, there's no timeline. You can feel these emotions for days. But once you feel it and once all of that is out of your system, oh my God, it feels so much better. It's just out. Nothing is suppressed. Nothing is kept inside. And talk about it. If you have a friend that you trust, talk about it. Like, just let it all out. And you know what? You need to get friends that do not judge you. Get friends that you could just cry in front of. I'm talking the nasty cry, the boogers coming out of my nose, touching my lip, kind of getting mixed with saliva, the tears and the boogers mixing and everything's just a mess. My nose is going red. Am I the only person when I cry, my face turns red. I'm talking tomato red. Like my forehead turns a cherry color. My cheeks, my like lips get really swollen. Please let me know that I'm not the only person. When I cry, my lips get so swollen. Why? Like, I don't know why. They get so swollen. They turn like twice their size and I'm just crying and sobbing. And of course, my eyes get really swollen. So I just look like, I don't know, I look like I belong at like Whoville. I really do because like even like my nose starts to get like really red and like I am just the ugliest crier ever, ever, ever. Like I don't like I know there's people who are like cute cry and like they just let the tears fall down and like <laughs> and like all that and they'll get like a little a little sniff here and there. Bitch, I turn disgusting. I turn into a monster like this is why I don't cry in public that much anymore because I'm genuinely the ugliest crier there ever was. And like I one of my like a vein pops up in my forehead. You know what? This mental picture is a little too vivid. Like I might as well post a picture of me crying. I probably have one, but I turned really ugly. Just know that. All right. Well, let's get into moral of the story or advice of the week. Advice of the week is really fucking simple. Embrace your fucking emotions. We need to honor our feelings without being seen as quote-unquote overly sensitive. Do not let people tell you how to express yourself. And if anyone says you're overly sensitive, tell them to go fuck themselves, buy some tissues, cry your heart out, and move on with your life. Point blank period. 
Sorry to headphone users. All right. Well, that's it for today's episode. This one was fun. I, like I said, it was kind of passive aggressive, but I think it was a lot of fun. It was like a therapy session. Um, if you enjoyed today's episode or if you enjoyed any of the episodes in the past, I would love, love, love if you left me a review on iTunes, five stars only. Of course, you can find me under um, the podcast. Yeah. Okay. By the way, it's not on Apple Music, I don't think. And it's not on iTunes. You have to get the Apple Podcast app, the one that comes with your phone and you just delete it because you don't use it yeah you're gonna have to start using it babe so go on apple podcast search up sit like a lady and there i am rate me five stars um you can follow me on twitter uh the handle is at sit like a lady underscore and if you don't have twitter for for whatever reason you can follow me on instagram the handle is at sit like a lady podcast lastly you can send me an email if you have an experience you want to share with me or any questions it could be totally anonymous i can read it and answer it on the podcast or even answer it privately send me your thoughts questions confessions funny stories your grocery list the tweets you have in your drafts why did i forget my line the tweets you or the tweets you have in your drafts i don't care what it is i want to hear from you send me an email sit like a lady podcast at gmail.com that's sit like a lady podcast at gmail.com but anyways until then let's see if i even take my own advice what why am i messing up my lines anyways let's see if i even take my own advice but until then always remember to keep your mind heart and legs open bye